0: hey there baseball fans episode 12 of the fair or foul podcast with the catcher and the guy i'm the catcher t-bone this week in baseball edition coming at you some great baseball this past week with some really exciting matchups coming this week episode 12 let's go here's what's happening this week in delaware baseball Okay, we'll start with players of the week. Offensively, Lorenzo Carrier is heating up on a grand scale with three multiple-hit games this week, seven hits in total over three games, a couple of doubles, a couple of triples, and a two-run home run with a gaggle of RBIs and stolen bases. He's starting to put the uh, Apo team on his back, and they're starting to heat up as well as they're sneaking back in the top ten and moving up quickly with a, a good week ahead. Pitching, it's tough to go with anybody else. There's there's a lot. of uh, Pitching is really strong this year in high school baseball, and, and I think in general the pitchers are continuing to get ahead of, of the hitters at all levels, major leagues, college, and high school, and that's the case in Delaware High School because there's a, a bevy of solid number ones and solid number twos at, at all schools, not just the top schools. But you got to go with the, the performance of the week because Colmory and Mann over at St. Mark's, a five-inning perfect game with 10 Ks over St. Andrews, so uh, anytime you throw a perfect game, no hits, no runs, no walks, no errors, uh, you got to give the nod there, even though there was just some other great performances as well. So, Carrier at Apo, Offensive play of the Week, Christian Colmary and Stephen Mann combined for the perfect game, Pitchers of the Week. Okay, on to the top ten. Outside looking in this week is Sal's. They come in at 5-3. and three. They've lost 2 out of 3 and 3 out of 5, although they're all to top teams. Uh, they'll have plenty of chances to find their way back into the top 10 as the year goes on. And, uh, again, I think they're going to be fine and do some damage in the, in the tournament, uh, but they've got to get past some of these top teams to uh, uh, to move on to the top 10. Okay, one notable, not making the top 10, but sneaking up on, on a lot of teams, and they had a nice win against sussex central this week is delmar they sit at six two and one they do have a tough week coming up with ir cape and sals uh, but a couple of wins there will prove their worth and they could sneak in the top 10 uh, but they're my notable the week uh, again coming in at six two and one all right on to the top 10 again until tower hill loses and they sit at six and one they're going to sit at my at, at, at number 10 they got wins over Tatnall 8 1 and Sanford 8 0. Marty Coyne, only a sophomore, continues to shine on the mound. He moves to 3 0 in the year. Chad Lopes leads the team offensively and gives them depth on the mound along with Kenyon Motley. The Hillers have another daunting week with St. Andrews and Tatnall midweek, but Coach Wheeler and Brandywine could give them some trouble at the end of the week. Uh, Again, Tower Hill 6 1 stays in the top 10 at number 10. And again, for you Tower Hill fans out there, uh, great job. Anybody wants to invite me out to Wilmington Country Club for a nice round because I keep keeping you guys in the top ten, I'm all for it. So just reach out to me, DM me something. Uh, I'd love to play around at Wilmington Country Club. All right, in at number nine, Conrad back in the top ten. Uh, they, they swept this week with a big win over Mount Pleasant and two quality wins over Sals and Friends to finish a 3-0 week. Tyler Reiner pitched Conrad to the win over Sal's, allowing only one hit, getting some help in the pen by Joseph Malinowski and Logan Myers as well. Offensively versus Sal's, Tyler Perung had a rare four-hit game, including a double. And Braden Shearer got back on track with a complete game three-hit shutout with 10 Ks to topple Wilmington friends. This week is a little light with midweeks versus Red Lion and First State, so they should be able to keep their pitchers ready for showdown at home versus Caravel on Saturday. Apo comes in at number eight, seven and three. Winners of five straight to move to seven and three. And sneaking up in the polls, they handed DMA their first loss of the season. As again, player of the week offensively, Lorenzo Carrier is just destroying baseballs offensively. Doesn't look like we'll see him on the mound this year. A mystery of sorts as he awaits the draft or heads to Miami, but he is killing baseballs now and putting the offense on his back. Evan Bolden shoved again versus DMA and has proven himself to be worthy as one of the top, top arms in the state, moving to 3-0. and Great opportunity for Apo this week to climb back into elite status as they play both St. Marks and Cape after a tune-up versus William Penn. Sussex Central comes in at number seven after dropping two of three and three of five, a loss versus Del Mar Cape and DMA. One run losses to both DMA and a good Delmar team keeps them in my top 10, and they will have more chances to stay or go with Milford CR. and Laurel this week. A sweep will keep them in, a loss or two might push them out of my top 10. but I do like Sussex Central down there. They play a tough schedule and they've got uh, great coaching down there with DJ Long. All right, Milford, even though they lost their first game in a heck of a long time, they reeled off nine in a row, but Middletown gets the walk-off win with Brendan Timmons blasted a ground rule double to send the Bucks home and end their winning streak. Middletown's playing better on the rise down there in Motown, and Milford has their work cut out for them this week with Sussex Tech on Tuesday and Central on Thursday. So we'll see how good Milford is against these two top teams, and we'll check back in the following week. Saint George's checks in at number five at eight and two, and could have been as high as number two this week if not for a bad bottom of the seventh versus National Power Malvern Prep. They were holding a nine to four lead, guys, going into the last inning. And again, Malvern Prep—if you don't know anything about them—with uh, Freddie Hilliard up there running the show. I mean these guys have one of the best programs anywhere within a few hundred miles uh with loaded with Div- division 1 talent and I believe they have a number one draft pick uh up there as well so Saint George has led that game 9 to 4 uh going into the bottom of 7th and then Malvern really took over in the offense and blasted three home runs and one of them with a, a walk off to win 10 to 9 so Uh, I'm thinking that's probably the best-case scenario for Jeff Rogers and St. George's Hawks. Uh, A win in that game, obviously awesome to beat Malvern Prep, but I think playing well and losing late tells them that that they can beat anybody in our state and maybe was the best thing for them because a win over them might have gotten them a little more overconfident. And they came back against um, Sussex Tech on Saturday and uh, finished off the week with a win, handing Sussex Tech their uh, their only loss. Uh, Jimmy Breen pitched that game against uh, against Malvern. Uh, he pitched the, you know he pitched most of the game and gave them a lead. And what a daunting task against mostly Division One lineup. Uh, Sean Edivane, in my opinion, is one of the two best hitters in the state, along with Carrier being the other. He had two home runs this week, both first quality teams and pitching. Uh, He's heading to Wilmington U over there with Aug, and Aug's getting a good one. I'm still not sure how a guy like this, a left-handed hitting uh, guy with power and speed and a good defender, he plays shortstop. He's probably a corner guy or outfield guy in college. I don't know how this guy stays under the radar and doesn't get some D1 offer at at least a mid-major around here locally. But uh, I guess during COVID, not playing his junior year, uh, who knows, but Aug's uh, getting a good one. He'll probably set some records over there for four years uh, at Wilmington U. A light week this week for St. George's as they do get Mount and friends, uh, but they, they can't sleep on friends. Friends uh, could upset them if they're not ready for that game. All right, the top four remain the same. Cape Henlopen, uh, Cape comes in at 9-2 and two with wins versus IR and Sussex Central this week. And they did drop a game to powerhouse Archbishop Spalding. That won't count against them. Nick Cox picked up a win versus IR as Hunter Rosh and Josh Reinhold added three hits apiece for Cape. Gage Joseph was the difference in a blowout win versus Central as he drove in seven to lead the offense. A really competitive week this week versus an up-and-coming Delmar and Smyrna. And then rounding out the week with the Apo on Saturday. Uh, I'd like to see that one as well. So excited about this week for Cape. Coming in at number three, DMA. Again, they didn't move much. Uh, they had a loss. They went 2-1 and one on the week, picking up wins versus Sussex Central and Glasgow, but losing a tight one versus Apple. Mason DeLuca led off the ninth with a triple that proved to be the difference versus Central, but they have a big matchup this week, Tuesday, at St. Mark's. It should be a Kevin Williams-Christian Colmarie matchup both future teammates at UD next year, and both former Piedmont kids. I'm excited about this one. A lot of local talent, a lot of kids that play with each other and against each other all through Little League and travel. So that should be a fun one over there at St. Mark's on Tuesday. Sussex Tech, no surprise, comes in at number two at 10-1. and Again, they've dropped their first loss of the year against a tough St. George's team, but grab wins versus CR and Lake. It's just tough to go undefeated, especially when you're playing a tough schedule like Coach Jefferson is down there at Tech. They do have a challenging week this week with Milford IR, and they end the week with St. Mark's—a one and two matchup as it looks, uh, but that could change as uh, they both play tough teams before that game. What a fun week! What a fun season for Coach Jefferson down there, and exciting last couple of weeks leading into the state tournament. So Sussex Tech comes in at number two at ten and one. Not a shock here as St. Mark's comes in at number one and stays undefeated as the consensus number one at 12 0. They had a 3 0 week, culminating with a thriller versus Smyrna. Again, Smyrna's a tough team. They could do some damage. They've got a couple of good pitchers and a couple of good hitters on that team. Uh, Garrett Quinn is proving to be the solid number two that St. Mark's has needed. Uh, He threw six shutout innings against Smyrna. Stephen Mann is also doing a great job, a hardball factory guy, uh, as he threw the 8th, ninth, and 10th all-clean innings, and St. Mark's got the win 2-1. to one. What a good baseball game. Very quick, efficient, well-played game. Uh, tough loss for Smyrna, uh, but that keeps St. Mark's at number 1 and 12-0. and 0. Now, the interesting part here is uh, Christian Colmery came in in the 7th and struggled a little bit and gave up the tying run in the seventh to go extra innings. But I actually think that's a good thing because as a starter, and and when they go to the playoffs, he could close a game, again, depending on pitch counts and how it works out. So, uh, having a different role, and even though he he, he didn't succeed in that role that game, uh, that's going to help him in the long run with a little bit of failure for him. But having the opportunity to come in in a tight game, one nothing to close it out, will certainly bode well for him down the stretch and in the tournament should he have to have that opportunity again to close out a game. So not worried about that kid. He's a competitor, uh, so that should help him in the long run. And certainly with Mann and Quinn stepping up as the two and three guys, that was my biggest concern for St. Mark's, but it looks like those guys have found some confidence in the strike zone. So St. Mark's looks even tougher to beat uh, with that solid pitching staff and depth in the rotation. The cool thing here is five out of their next six games down the stretch are against number 2, number 3, as well as Apo and Sal's. Tough to think they can get all the W's and finish undefeated but if they do, well, that would be fantastic. But uh, they will be tested, and again, right away on Tuesday against DMA—a little rivalry matchup there. Okay, so that's my Fairfowl podcast high school report this week. Having a great time doing this. If at any point you have any questions or want to reach out to me, at, uh, Twitter Ferrafoul po- at Ferrafoul Pod, Instagram at Ferrafoul Pod. Email me, Troy, at podcast.com. Anything at all, love to chat, love to hear you guys uh, get involved, and I love talking high school baseball, so I appreciate you listening out there, and we'll see you on the field. Thanks. You've been listening to Fair or Foul with your host, Troy O'Neill. If you enjoyed this episode, have comments or ideas you'd like to share, we'd love to hear them. So send your email to Troy at fairorfowlpodcast.com or or visit our website, FairOrFoulPodcast.com. And be sure to join us again next week for another episode of Fair or Foul.